In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Everytown Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shove from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and take into his underground bunker in the woods. And we give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists. So go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, Jack the Ripper, and the Sally House. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mystery. Each week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. This week, we focus on one of the most famous and historic killers ever known in a haunted house found in Kansas that is sure to give you nightmares. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number one, Jack the Ripper. Nearly every person in the world is familiar with the name Jack the Ripper. While no one knows who this crazed individual's real name was, the moniker was given to a serial killer who terrorized the streets of London beginning in 1888. London during that time was very different than it is now. Prostitution and brothels were on almost every street and only deemed illegal if they interfered with the general public. There was so much violence, racism, and crime there that much of the public referred to it as a den of immorality. It was here that Jack the Ripper chose to kill and murder five women whose bodies were found between August 31st and November 9th of 1888. Every single one of them was a prostitute and found with their throats slashed and their bodies mutilated in a precise manner suggesting that the killer not only had a loathing for the female gender, but was familiar with the anatomy of the human body. The women were all discovered within a mile of each other in various alleys or secluded streets close to Whitechapel. They were identified as Marianne Nichols, Elizabeth Stride, 
Mary Kelly, Annie Chapman, and Catherine Eddowes. On August 31st, Nichols was found with her throat cut and abdomen showing deep incisions. By September 8th, Chapman's bodies appeared and her throat and abdomen were also cut in a similar fashion. This time, however, her entire uterus had been removed. Both Eddowes and Stride's bodies were found on September 30th. Stride had only a single knife cut on her throat, severing the jugular which caused her to bleed out. It's unconfirmed if this was the work of Jack the Ripper since she was not mutilated. However, many believe she was, and that most likely he was scared off in the middle of the kill before he could finish off what he wanted to do. Meanwhile, Eddowes was found with her throat slashed and stomach incised. Her kidney was taken, a portion of the uterus removed, and her face was also disfigured. Perhaps she looked similar to whatever woman this prolific killer hated so much, and so he had to destroy her. A witness described seeing her with a fair-haired man with a shabby appearance. The last victim, Mary Kelly, was found on November 9th, and like the others, her throat was cut so deep it almost reached her spine, and her body and face were severely mutilated as well. Her body was completely emptied of the internal organs, and her heart was missing. Despite the extensive investigation... No arrests were ever made, and the Ripper's mythology and mysterious identity still lives on. So who was Jack the Ripper? The case has been scrutinized by experts ever since it occurred, and many have pointed to a suspect named Montague Druitt, a barista and assistant at a boarding school. Though his links to the murders were just circumstantial, he was considered a strong suspect by the head of the Scotland Yard, Melvin McNaughton. The Ripper must have had some educated knowledge of anatomy, something only doctors really understood at the time. Druitt's own father was a well-known and prominent surgeon at the time, and someone his son could have learned from. McNaughton claimed that even Druitt's family suspected him to be the Whitechapel murderer, and that he was a well-known sexual deviant. Furthermore, it didn't help his cause that he committed suicide shortly after the last known Ripper killing at the age of 31. Another more outrageous suspect is Sir William Gull, the physician of Queen Victoria. This is more of a conspiracy theory, but people suspect he was sent to kill those who knew of the affair between Queen Victoria's son Albert and Annie Crook, whom he impregnated. Apparently, Albert frequented the brothel houses in the area, and the idea of a royal having a baby with a prostitute was taboo, to say the least. Other people named were hairdresser Aaron Kosminski, who was noted as having a severe hatred for women and homicidal tendencies. His mitochondrial DNA was also found on Catherine Eddowes' shawl. On the other hand, crime writer and novelist Patricia Cornwell pointed to Walter Sickert as the real Jack the Ripper. Sickert often painted prostitutes, and his artwork was similar to the real crime scenes with details believed only the true killer would have known. His mitochondrial DNA also matched DNA obtained from some of the Ripper letters sent to the police. Most likely, whoever brutally killed those women will never be identified. And so the mystery of Jack the Ripper is a case that may remain unsolved forever.
Number two, the Sally House. Built in Atchison, Kansas in 1867, the Sally House was once owned by a man named Michael Finney. He moved in with his wife, two sons and daughter, and up until 1947, the property and the land were owned by the family and its descendants. After that, for the next few decades, it was rented out to various people who never seemed to stay long, and there's no solid records as to who they were. Then, up until the 90s, a lady named Ethel Anderson lived there before Tony and Deborah Pickman moved in to call it their own. And this is when the trouble began. As soon as the Pickmans moved in, they began experiencing unusual occurrences. Especially Tony, who started hearing unexplained voices and shortly after that would claim to have been attacked and scratched by an unseen entity. The Pickmans went public with their unusual experience, and the 90s television show's sightings attempted to record the various phenomenons happening. They described the home as having a heavy presence, and in one instance, the camera crew even captured the formation of a scratch coming across Tony's stomach. Other paranormal investigators and researchers have also tried to find answers as to what is inhabiting the home over the years. Everything from orbs being captured on camera apparitions being seen, and voices heard have all been claimed experiences. But who is haunting the home, and more importantly, why? The Pickmen say there were two prominent ghosts. The first was a little girl named Sally. As the story goes, one of the owners, Dr. Charles Finney, received a knock at the door in the middle of the night from a desperate mother and her sick daughter. When he examined her, it turns out she had an infected growth on her abdomen, and the doctor insisted on operating. Dr. Finney had a clinic that he ran from the home, and so he brought her downstairs to save her life. Unfortunately, instead, she ended up dying there on the surgeon's table. Some believe the little girl died thinking she was being tortured, hence she's vengeful towards the males in the home. But she's also not the only one there. Inside is the spirit of what seems to be a 30-something-year-old woman, and it was her that would inflict the most damage, especially to Tony, throwing him around the room, scratching and attacking him viciously. At some point, this evil entity even tried shoving him down the stairs. Once this happened, the couple changed their minds and then believed that the ghost of Sally was actually there trying to warn them about the evil ghost. Eventually, when Tony began having reoccurring thoughts about hurting his own wife, that's when they decided to move out. They lasted a total of 22 months, and today, you yourself can take a stroll through this home in a quiet little neighborhood in Kansas, if you dare. So there were two of the most murderous and haunted stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is always sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to support us on Patreon and subscribe to our channel. We have many new videos coming out every single week that we know you'll love. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next week.